meant to say upcoming week. But it is number one, Alabama. Two, we have Clemson with that oof, struggle win that they came up with against North Carolina, Georgia, Ohio State, LSU, of course, all looking extremely good this weekend, taking big wins. Oklahoma, Auburn, Wisconsin, Notre Dame at number nine, Florida at number 10, Texas at number 11, Penn State and Oregon sitting at 12 and 13. Iowa is up in the mix at number 14. Washington, of course, doing what they had to do to get that win this Saturday, and they are at 15. Boise State is back in the mix again. Boise State has been out of it for a little while, but they are still they are back up in the top 25 again. Uh, Utah State, UCF still holding on, you know, those national championships from when Bama won. You know, they're, they're still hanging around there for some reason. You got Michigan, you got Arizona State, Oklahoma State, Wake Forest, Virginia, at number 23, SMU and Texas A&M rounding out the top 25. So let's talk about Alabama this weekend. Um, of course, they jump ahead of Clemson this week after Clemson had a very, very, very poor performance against uh, North Carolina this week. And my takeaway from that game was, you know, it was, it was, it was really sloppy on their part. But let's focus on Alabama first as we are talking about this top number one team. Uh, Alabama this week, they their offense, of course, still looking extremely, extremely prolific. I mean, the weapons that they have, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Devontae Smith, uh, B-Rob, Brandon Robinson, uh, and Najee Harris, like the weapons that these guys have, even Forrestal right now as a tight end, like they have so many weapons. But the shining point of this weekend was Devontae Smith. If you guys do not know, Devontae Smith also caught the game winning catch from Tua in 2017. And all of last year was like, you know, he wasn't seen as much as or wasn't talked about as much but I mean he had an extremely extremely great breakaway game I mean it was it was something it was something to definitely relish and definitely something to take away from what kind of talent this kid has like he was all over I mean he was making whenever they went on slant plays you saw him literally like 10 20 30 40 yards after the catch making what he is break his breakaway speed was uh was extremely extremely on the high end there and it was it was it was something to really sit back and relish and think man like Alabama right now has four wide receivers a tight end even that are just straight up first round draft kids I'm saying it right now Forrestal as well as a tight end first round draft he may go later on in the round somewhere, but I feel like this kid is even as Forrestal. Like he doesn't get a lot of credit. People have been sleeping on him, but Forrestal can definitely be in there and get in the mix and make plays. I mean, Tour literally had so many options that he was throwing. He was passing the ball around Dante Smith. Henry Ruggs got his fair share. He also Ruggs. Let's talk about him a little bit. Ruggs did have a little bit of a struggle uh, this game because he did get a little hurt, and it seemed like after he got hurt and did come back into the game, it seemed like his speed wasn't all there. So there could be something to that, or it could be nothing, maybe because he's just a little banged up. We we will see next week, and we will definitely 
see if he can recover from that because there were a couple times where you see Tua overthrow him, but was it really him overthrowing him? I don't think that he really overthrew him. Um, it was more the thing that more of the fact that this kid runs like what a four two, runs like a four two. He's usually up under that ball, so I mean I I feel like yes when he got a little bit of injury it, it took down a little bit of speed, but again we will definitely see in the next week see what Saban does to recruit to to rest his player to make sure that he is back at a hundred a hundred percent for this next game. Um, Clemson, let's talk about Clemson. Now, I was I actually watched this game the, in its entirety before I saw the Alabama game. Uh, and, I mean, they looked just, I mean, uh, Clemson, just sloppy. Just extremely, extremely sloppy on their, on their side. And it was against North Carolina. Yes, Mac Brown is the coach of North Carolina. But, I mean, Dabble Sweeney. Alabama native, much love to him, a lot of respect. They literally looked horrible. I mean, if they didn't deserve to be dropped out of the top five, is in my opinion, I feel like Alabama right now is number one, Georgia is number two, LSU is number three, Ohio State's number four, and Oklahoma's number five. I would put Clemson in my top 25. I would put Clemson at a good, solid number six behind Auburn. Because at this point, Auburn is a really good team. And, you know, coming from Alabama, saying that is probably blasphemy, but I'm running a sports show here. So I have to admit when somebody's looking good. But Clemson, they, they, they struggle to get any type of offense going. ETM was completely shut down. I mean, he was completely shut down this weekend, and it was, it was amazing to see because the dude, the, the ETN is a really extremely strong running back. Uh, yards, after, yards after contact, he, 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 he's up there with it. And it's just, it, just, it was wild to me to see this Clemson offense get shut down by a team, a North Carolina team that was not talked about. Yes, they have had a couple big wins, actually, for them and their conference where they are, but being totally pretty much their offense being so stagnant to the point to where they literally almost win the game. And Mac Brown, yes, made a horrible decision on that two-point conversion. And, yes, I understand where he's coming from because, I mean, if you think about it, yes, if the game would have went longer, Clemson probably would have took that game. But you cannot you – can, you can fault, but you also can't, like – take away what he was trying to do there if he would have gotten that two-point conversion do we see Clemson lose that game because of the way that the defense was playing that game I feel like North Carolina had a huge chance because at first I was thinking oh man you know maybe they'll hold off North Carolina but as I see North Carolina like marching down the field pass pass run pass run it was just it was something amazing to see from a Mac Brown team, and it's not to be least expected, to be honest, because Mac Brown, we all know, as Alabama fan, I know Mac Brown. We beat them when we played Texas. We went up against them, and and and, and he was a he's a damn fine coach, in my opinion. But just seeing Clemson struggle against the way a team that they should have especially beaten, and then the culture of what I see from Clemson from Dabo is, you know. You know, we we won the game. You know, pretty much quote, we won the game. You know, it doesn't matter if you don't beat them big or not. 
Like, we won the game. And uh, yes, it is early in the season. Yes, Clemson can recover. Yes, this could be a wake-up call for them. But I feel like that type of attitude if is, you know, maybe we won't see it now, but maybe like today they're running extra reps. Or even if they're not off today, if Tuesday when they get back to practice, they start running extra reps, coaches on them a little bit more. But, yes, this could be an eye-opener for Clemson, and they could come back even stronger. I will say, because Dabo Sweeney does have that program in a position where they have not been in so many years. They do have three national championships. But, I mean, it, it, it's 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 a process. And we all know where he gets his process from. Uh, but, like I said, Clemson was just – it was a really sloppy play. So, like I said, in my top 25, you know, in my top 25, they would definitely be at number six for me because I do not believe at this point in time that they are the they are they are not looking as as best as they could right now. You know what I mean? So, Georgia of course easy win for them this week. Uh they did what they had to do. Like they actually didn't have to play this weekend. Like like well let's talk about how last weekend they came over Notre Dame though. It was good. So I I understand they get the rest, but Notre Dame and Georgia was an extremely good game. Georgia, again, they were on a bye, so they didn't have to really do anything. And they should be, in my in my opinion, I feel like they should be at number three. Uh, I feel like they should be at number two. I'm sorry. I believe they should be. And, I mean, they have uh, Tennessee coming up next, I believe. Yes, they do have Tennessee right here in Knoxville. Uh, I'm not in Knoxville, but I'm right by Knoxville. But, yes, they will be here in Knoxville this week. And they have been playing, playing a lot of claim of saying that this will be a blackout game. But let's remember now, even though Tennessee is not playing an extremely good game right now, they will be eventually, they, they could be getting back on a roll here. They've had a week off. They've had a week off to take care of what they need to do, get their business together. And we will see, we'll talk more about Tennessee football on Thursday when we talk SEC Thursdays is what the uh, schedule will be. SEC Thursdays is then. And we will talk more and more in depth about the SEC teams because I am an SEC fan, and this is where I will uh, build my platform off of is SEC play. But I cannot ignore here on Mondays we will always do a top 25 and discuss what we saw of the games over the weekend. Um, Ohio State, I mean, you can't say much about that right now. They're still a solid team. I mean, it was Nebraska, you know, and everybody was expecting Nebraska in preseason to have a better – uh, ranking than what they, you know, not not a better ranking, but a better showing than what they had. They were ranked at the beginning of the season, and now they are now unranked. But I feel like that win for Ohio State only solidifies how strong this team really is, and it is a worry to these top teams like Georgia, like Clemson, like Alabama, because Ohio State's quietly doing this, guys. Ohio State is quietly putting themselves into position to actually be in this college playoffs this year. Hence, if they do not lose to a Purdue, let's not forget about that, or a some other uh, some other team, but let's always remember Ohio State always has that one game where they have either a struggle win or it's a straight-up loss. So we'll see if they can actually turn that around with uh, Ryan Day up there in Ohio State and see if they can turn things around and see if they can actually be a legitimate team pushing into the playoffs and being able to push forward. Here at number five, we have LSU. LSU is right now, Joe Joe Burrow is 
he's 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 running that offense extremely well. This is probably one of the best LSU defense uh, offenses that we have seen in a while. Of course, we do know that they have defense. I mean, they are looking extremely good. And he's put at least he's put up at least four to five points in each of his four of the four games that he's played. They've scored 231 points so far in the four wins that they have. And Burrow uh, quietly has 17 touchdown passes, and no one's looking at him. Ed his Ed right now Ed Orgeron has been like a legitimate SEC East contender, and I feel like this game for Alabama will be a harder game here in the next in the in the following weeks when we go up against them. It will be a very 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 good game. It, hopefully if they bring it back to primetime because they've been saying, oh, for nine years straight, Alabama's been winning, blah, blah, blah. But this year is looking like a different LSU type of team with the offense that can be definitely prolific, especially with Alabama having such young players back there in the defense. I mean, even though we, even though Alabama did beat Mississippi Ole Miss by like 20, 20 plus, 25 plus points, they still gave up 30. They gave up 30-plus. So that being said, yes, our offense can score at will. But when you go up against a, a, a defense like a LSU, how many points will we be able to score? Yes, we do have their secondary. The LSU secondary isn't as strong as it used to be. So, I mean, there could be plays there where you could see Tua break off, but you also see the maturity of Tua when he knows when not to just try and go for those breakout throws, and he doesn't do it. He doesn't have the breakout throws like he would do. Like he would just throw it in a double coverage, triple coverage. He has actually grown and matured, and this game also showed when he actually slid. Tua has never slid, and he actually he said he he was if I can quote him here, he said he's never slid before. That's his words, and he's learning to slide because he knows that it would be easier to, for him to stay. It, it would be better for him to stay healthy throughout the season. But LSU will be a good challenge for him this. And uh, in a in few coming in the next coming weeks coming up for uh, uh, for Alabama, Oklahoma. I mean, Jalen Hurts balling out. I mean, there's nothing really much to say about that. He's just balling out. Uh, Texas Tech didn't really give them a run for their money. I mean, I thought that Texas Tech would come out and at least show them something. They showed them nothing, and Oklahoma took advantage of that. And I mean, balling out as usual. Jalen, you know, just all over the place passing. He's padding his stats, and he's looking extremely good. Auburn, uh, I mean, pretty much they've handled Mississippi State really easily. Their defense right now is really good. Bo Nix is definitely on the rise. I mean, he's he's getting better as a quarterback, but the thing is, is he can he handle actual good defensive pressure is what I'm saying. And see, if, if a team can actually get a lot of good defensive pressure on Bo Nix, it may be a different ball game. And as a freshman, we'll see how he can adapt and adjust to that because, you know, here soon, he'll be, he'll be, they're, going, they're starting to get into the grit of their, SEC, um, of their SEC schedule as well. So uh, there's some things that I feel like Knicks can definitely pick up on, but he is looking extremely good, and we will see what happens. The next three games are on the road. Uh, Florida is coming up next. They are going down to good old... Uh, Death Valley, not Death Valley. Um, down to the swamp. So we'll see how they see how Bo Nix can handle that Florida defense because Florida does have an extremely 
decent defense. Um, they definitely get a B plus, B minus, the B area. So we'll see what Bo Nix can bring to the table and if, see if Florida can get anything going with their backup quarterback with uh, with what's his, what's, uh, I forgot his name, I forgot the kid's name, but he is hurt, their main quarterback, uh, and Franks, Felipe Franks. With Felipe Franks down, uh, I feel like it may change, but we can't say nothing about that backup, though. Extremely good. So be on the watch for that, and we will see what happens with the next few weeks. Uh, Wisconsin, oh, my gosh, like, it's – Wisconsin really – I felt like they struggled a little bit this week. I feel like they really struggled this week. I could have seen a little bit better. Jonathan Taylor did not, in my opinion – Give me any type of saw this game as well. Did not give me any type of confidence boost towards his Heisman, towards his Heisman, um, you know, for his Heisman status. But I feel like Jonathan Taylor is still a really, really good running back, and we can see what he does. He had one off game, and, you know, everybody look at Trevor Lawrence, had an off game. Uh, ETN, off game. So... Yes, you do have to keep up the consistency. I mean, the kid still rushed for 100 yards. He did rush for 100 yards. But what my takeaway was from Wisconsin was that stout defense. I mean, that defense was – they were all over the field. You had them in the three fours. You had them out in the nickel package. You had them out in the dimes when they needed to be on third and longs. Like, they were taking care of their assignments, and that Wisconsin defense was looking extremely good. Like, where was this a few years ago when Alabama played Wisconsin and Dallas? What happened to this? Where was this at? Why, why we couldn't get that team? No, we got the Wisconsin that was rebuilding. But this year, that rebuilding process has, has, has built for them, and they are looking extremely good on the defensive side. So you can't take that away. Uh, they do have Kent State and Michigan State coming up, uh, so coming up soon. So Wisconsin, look out for them. Kent State should be an easy win, and Michigan State should be another easy win for them. Michigan State hasn't given me anything to say, really, to be surprised to see if they can even give it, put up a run for the money. But we will see what Michigan State can do this week as well, and we'll keep you guys up to date on that. Uh, Notre Dame, I mean, they play Virginia. Their defense gave up 235 passing yards, uh, but they also came up with two fumble recoveries. So that also came in and good, and they also had one touchdown off of their defense. So their defense, of course, is pretty legit. You know, they also, I mean, they 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 were trying to establish the run this weekend. Uh, it did work, and. If they keep improving throughout the year on their run game, it might be something to look forward to. See if they can claw their way back up into, uh, back up into the top five, top six, top five, at least top four, to see if they can take a spot away from somebody from one of these other teams and legitimately take away from one of these teams. Because right now we know LSU, Auburn, Oklahoma still has a test, Texas. Auburn still has a test. Bama, also LSU, and Georgia. Like, Notre Dame can climb this ladder. The thing is, 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 is Wisconsin going to fall? If Wisconsin doesn't fall, but any of these teams, LSU, Auburn, Oklahoma, 
Wisconsin has a good chance to jump up to number four. Especially if Ohio State has that, again, has that one game they do every year. They have that one game where they show just a little bit of struggle. They'll fall from that top four. And again, we have the big eaters, LSU, Oklahoma, and Auburn, and Wisconsin sitting there looking to take that fourth spot so they can put themselves into the position for the playoff game, for the playoffs. Uh, Florida, again, they're going down. They're, 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 they're going up against Auburn, LSU, and Georgia coming up. But what, like, they're going on a run of SEC teams. Out of these, I feel like <sighs> Auburn, I feel like they can pull that win out. I feel that Florida can pull that win out on them. LSU, I doubt it. Georgia, doubt it. So I feel like the next two weeks, the next three weeks, Florida will go one and two. They will give Auburn and will bump Auburn out that seven spot, which will put Wisconsin back up into that seven spot, I believe, depending on what Wisconsin does this week. Uh, and Notre Dame as well. Uh, Texas, I mean, right now Texas, they, 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 they did a really good job against LSU first week. I will say that. They did an extremely good job. Uh, but we can't eliminate them from the playoffs right? just, just yet. Especially if LSU can get to get through Alabama and can get to the playoffs. You know what I mean? To the uh, SEC championship. But that also says, does Alabama get does not does Alabama be the best one loss team? If there is a one loss team that's that can actually get in or will all these teams go undefeated? I feel like Clemson eventually will go undefeated. Georgia will probably fall some maybe at some point in time, possibly if not in the SEC game. Uh Ohio State do not see them falling. Really, to be honest with you right now, the way that they are playing, they are looking extremely good. And LSU will either fall to Auburn or Alabama. I mean, if Florida beats them, even better for us because it only just solidify LSU dropping out of the top 10 here or maybe dropping down to 9 and Florida jumping up to number 7 where Auburn is and taking its place. So we'll see in these next few weeks and see how things go. Uh, they have Texas actually has West Virginia next week, and then of course they have Oklahoma, which is in two weeks. So that will be a huge game right there. I mean, Sam Ellinger right now is is balling out and doing his thing. He's doing it. I mean, you can't deny that this kid is doing is doing something special up there at Texas. And uh, if, as long as he stays healthy, I feel like Texas is, Texas definitely has a run at the college playoffs this year. Maybe. We'll see how they do in these next two weeks. Uh, Nittany Lions. I mean, Penn State. I mean, just crushed Maryland. I mean, extremely crushed Maryland. They... They gave them, they showed them no remorse. And Mike Loxley up there, you know, uh, he he's doing his thing there at Maryland and has definitely has put a name for himself. But you know, it's it's a Maryland team, 
and eventually I feel like barely can if Mike Loxley stays there and they give him and he gets the recruits that he needs around him, he will be an extremely good he will be an extremely good coach up there and he will have a lot of success. Uh, all the love for Mike Loxley and what he's doing for that Maryland program right now. And you can't deny that the man is definitely gonna take that program somewhere. But give it a few years. It's just like with Jeremy Pro in Tennessee. Give him a few more years. I know right now people are demanding that uh, there's some people already saying that Jeremy Pruitt's on the hot seat, but I mean, if you keep changing coaches right now with Tennessee, who are you going to have to play for you? Who's going to really want to play for that team? So I feel like give Jeremy a chance. He's not, he hasn't had the best players, and he's getting his recruiting. He's starting to get his recruiting where it needs to be to be able to bring in young, fresh recruits that want to play football. Uh, Oregon, oh, let's talk about Penn State. Penn State's next schedules are they have Iowa next, Michigan, and Michigan State. The only game that they're not favored in these games is Ohio State, which is after all three of these games. So that's saying a lot. Penn State is coming up on the rise. Uh, Franklin is doing a really good job up there at Penn State and has been doing something really special with this program for the last few years and has been turning Penn State back into what used to be a very dominant program and always use these uh, like lingering within the top 10, top 25. So, like I said, watch out for them in the next coming weeks. Oregon, uh, they were off this week, so there's nothing really to talk about. The next two games are against Cal and Colorado. So they have a couple big teams coming up. And, I mean, you, know, you, you just, just got to just gotta hope Oregon can come off and, and do something really big out there, you know? So uh, let's see. Is there anything else? No, nothing for them. I didn't write anything else down because they were off this week. So uh, I will... I mean, they took on Middle Tennessee, so you know that how that went. Uh, Nate Stanley averaged more than 16 yards per completion. Um, the running backs averaged 8.6 yards per carry, which is a prolific offense, which is really awesome. And their next opponent is Michigan. So, with Iowa, I do not know. They, I haven't watched too many games of them. I've just only seen the stats, and I do see the stats are lining up with an extremely dominant football team right now. Really good play, really good quarterback play, really good running game. So, I mean, I feel like Iowa State could definitely give Michigan a run for his money because Michigan right now and Jim Harbaugh, which I'll say it. A little overrated. <laughs> I'm just saying. If you can't beat Ohio State – in your own conference, and they have been beating you for almost what? He's 0-3 against Ohio State? 0-4? 0-3, I believe? Come on. Not one win he can put up on the board? He struggles against Ohio State? He, he, he like, like, what does he bring into the program? Recruits? Where are these recruits that's supposed to be showing out? He's bringing in recruits, but where are they showing out at? I haven't seen the evidence yet. But we'll take it to court and see what happens. We'll talk more about that later. Um, but like I said, I was taking on Michigan soon, so Michigan better watch out. They are ranked number 19, and 
I was 14, so that will be a really good matchup this weekend. There's actually some good matchups this weekend. Um, ooh, Washington. Ooh, let's get on to Washington. Uh, next weekend, Washington will be facing Oregon. Again, another good game. 15 and, thir 15 and 13 going up against each other. Like, there's some really good uh, ranked games coming up against each other this week. And I am excited to see this. Uh, well, actually, they actually have the Huskies coming up next. And they also, no, the Huskies have Stanford and Arizona coming up next. Sorry, guys. They do have Stanford and Arizona coming up next. So, I mean, they could get these wins. They could also fall. Don't look out for watch. Don't, 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 don't count Stanford or Arizona out of either one of these games because they had a really shaky start against Cal. And it was something that, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to measure what Washington's going to really do because they can play extremely well against opponents when they play good opponents, but they also can play down to worser opponents. So we have definitely have to watch out for that. So we'll definitely see what they can do this weekend. Boise State, again, like I said, they are back in the, what's it called? They're back up in the top 25. Um, they won a 30-19 win over Air Force. I mean, they lost their middle linebacker Ezekiel Noah, which is which is probably hard for them for that defense because their defense is so young and he actually is their leading tackler, but he broke he tore his ACL and he broke his wrist and he will miss the rest of the season. So I wonder if Boise State can um adjust to this injury this week and see who they can put in and You know, to see what happens. Just hopefully that they can do something with what they have. Like I said, their defense may be struggling a little bit with their sophomore middle linebacker, who was probably the best uh, linebacker on their team. I mean, albeit they do have a very good, strong defense at this point in time. Uh, Utah, I mean, they, they're, they're still up there. They had an embarrassing loss against... Um, USC not too long ago they didn't look good but they did they're going to bounce back and they're going to be playing uh, Oregon State here soon and then they have Arizona State which is another team here in the top 25 UCF they start a new winning streak <laughs> so UCF uh, they do look good for the conference that they're in and they really do have some good athletes down there I mean 5621 over UConn calm down <laughs> is what I gotta say about that uh, the Knights are putting up some good numbers uh, they built a 42-0 lead by halftime this week so I mean like and they're back on their thing but do not expect them to be national championship national champions again. <laughs> oh man, that was funny. UCF, good job. Uh, Michigan, they pretty much destroyed. They pretty much destroyed what's called this weekend. They destroyed. Uh, I forgot who it was this week that they played. 
Sorry guys, I didn't always do all my notes. I had little things I had some errands I had to run. But they uh Michigan is they're looking shaky for me too. Just to be honest, they're looking extremely shaky and is Jim Harbaugh on the hot seat? I do not know. I don't really think so. Jim Harbaugh Harbaugh is and I don't I don't think that he's going to go anywhere. But he does need to find a way to make his team play up to the competition that he's given instead of playing down to him. One week he'll go up against a team that they're expected to win that will crush them. <gasps> but a team that they have a slim chance that, that they can put up a fight for him, they play down to that team. So Michigan has some kinks they need to work out, but hopefully they can get everything worked out eventually and, uh, you know, see if they can make it, make, climb that ladder. Arizona State, uh, they beat Cal on Friday, 24-17. Big win for them. Uh, you know, Benjamin had, had three touchdowns. And the next test that they face is... The next test that they really have is going to be Washington State on October 12th, which really, you know, Washington State... You know, they, they get a lot of props, but we'll see where Washington State is within the next week, week and two weeks, and we will discuss how much of an impact in the game that will have on them. Uh, Oklahoma State, of course, always in the talks of everything. Uh, they're looking good. Mike Gundy's doing a very good job after losing to Texas, and I think that they are an extremely, extremely formidable opponent have a good offense working for them so uh not too many notes on them there aren't any so-called signature victories for wake forest but guess what they're actually five and oh wake forest gotta watch out for them boys it was a hard fought win uh for them when they played boston college this weekend but they pulled it out they pulled it out. Virginia is up there. Uh, I don't think that the, I don't think that they can really stick with a lot of the top ten teams right now, but they are able to beat some of these other ones that are here in the lower tiers. So watch out for them in the ACC. They will. Uh, You never know. UVA may just make the ACC playoffs this year. I mean, that division is extremely weak, so you never know who you're going to see out there. SMU. It's been more than 30 years since SMU has been in the top 25. So that tells you something right there. They beat South Florida 48-21 this weekend. Uh, they did give up 41. They did give up 21 points. But they were on the road, so you can't really blame them. But they did jump out to a 41-0 lead at the beginning. So they were fine with that. SMU is just a little stat for you. SMU, SMU has been 5-0. and has been five and This is the first time SMU has been 5-0 since the 1983 season. Since 1983, guys. And that's when it was part of the Southwest Conference. And 
they've actually done a lot of things good because most of their games have been on the road. And for them to be in the position where they are right now for for the conference that they're in, I mean, it's it's looking up for them. And the SMU, which I, in Dallas when I was there, was a – I mean, you can't you, – you can't – that place was awesome. Like, the fan base is awesome. The fan base is really cool. The fan base, they, they love their team. The people support them so much, and SMU, I'm really, I'm extremely proud to see them on this top 25 list, and I hope that some good things come with for them for the season. Now, Texas A&M rounds out our top 25, and then we're going to get out of here. Um, I mean, Aggies right now are just... <sighs> they were trending, but as of right now, they do get a bye week before they come to or before we head out there to Alabama <laughs> before we head out there to good old Aggie's Na Aggie Nation uh the sixth man um we're going on a bye week A&M is going on a is having a uh, has a bye week as well so two fresh teams coming off fighting for each other A&M has gave us struggles in the past but I do believe Alabama will pull off this win. We'll talk more about that on Thursday. I appreciate everybody for stopping by. I am Mountain Man Jamal, and I appreciate you guys for joining the Brother Under the Mountain Top 25 list and current reactions of what's going on. Uh, more detailed information will happen later on this week. Tomorrow we will be discussing... Um, I had really just thought about what we were going to discuss tomorrow. Tomorrow will probably be more about um, some things, current events, some political things that are going on in the nation at this point in time. Uh, any people that want to leave voicemail, voice messages or want to get to me, uh, please shoot me a message or send a voice message, and we can have you on the show, and we will discuss what you guys would love to discuss about what's going on in social, in social media talk, technology talk, news talk, politics, everything like that. So tomorrow will be just about a day of straight-up political things that are going on in the world. I will write down some subjects tonight and get some uh, research going, and we'll see what we can find and see what the biggest things and topics are of the week and for the past few weeks and past few months. I really appreciate you guys. Again, always remember, peace, love, and hair grease. Goodbye, guys. <laughs>